It's the Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon Marcel. It's Simon Marcel. Welcome to the Rendezvous. I want to start the show with a personal story of mine because a young cousin of mine who's uh, 20, his girlfriend broke up with him. That's back in France. And so he's very heartbroken and, and devastated. They've been together for, let's say, almost a year and then, you know, The pandemic, the long distance, you know, she is uh, in America, he's in France, just, she broke up with him. So I told him this thing, I said, you have to elaborate on your pain. You have to elaborate, you have to write a journal and write and start putting your emotions, not just through the phone, but, you know, in writing. And I think it's a key advice that I've learned from my own therapist, because telling your friends over and over and venting, it's like scratching a scar, doesn't help. Starting to write down things, elaborate your pain, how you feel, that's going to help you. Trust me. If that happens to you, go ahead. Otherwise, call me now, 855-905-8255. If you have something on your mind or a question about your relationship, please call my show now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Justine. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Justine. What's going on with your boyfriend? Okay, so... I have to preface this by saying I'm not terribly into football, but I'm beating him terribly in fantasy football this year. And <laughs> I don't, I, I sense that it's really bothering him. You know, I'm competitive. I like winning things. And so I've been enjoying winning. But I feel like at this point, do I need to let him win to make him feel better? I, I want to say that I, I want to be with a confident guy who can handle losing to me, but... He seems really hurt by this. What should I do? Don't let him win by pity. Right? <sighs> so if I'm your boyfriend and I don't beat you in fantasy football and out of the blue I start beating you and I see and he will see that you let him win. It's going to feel so bad and humiliating for him. Like I play ping pong, okay? And let's say that... Um, uh, you play ping pong with me and this time I'm winning and I'm winning. And you find out one day, Justin, that, oh, that's strange. I win, I beat Simon. And you can see that I'm not playing as fast as usual. You, how would you feel? I would feel pretty bad. But I think I'm a good liar. I mean, I think I could do it without him noticing. <laughs> but how, how will you look at him if you start to do this? Will you look at him like, man, grow up or man up? Or will you look at him like, you know, oh, I'm happy I can make him feel good, even though it's completely fake? You know, I don't know. I'm calling you about it, so maybe it would impact the way I look at him. I think, listen, here, I'm going to make a comparison. You know, like some people say when it comes to ooh-la-la, -la, you know, there's the faking and not the faking. Yeah. I mean, guys are okay as long as they never know there is the faking. If you start <laughs> saying to a guy, you know what, by the way, I've been faking it for years. It's not going to feel good. No, I would never feel no. ooh-la-la. <laughs> But in sports, the only danger you have is that if he does find out, He will never play with you again, and he will create a fact that it's like a lie. It's like, so my advice is not to, to fake that you know, you're playing and suddenly not as good as him. But if your intuition tells you you can handle it and can get you know, out of it with this lie, it's your responsibility. I'm against the unspoken and the lie, but you can go ahead if you want to. I think you're right. I think I'm going to continue to beat him terribly. Just no teasing, Justin. That's the rule. You can win, no tease. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling and have a good night. You too, Simon. 
Coming up, I'm going to go answer Bill's email because he's pretty shocked by a question his wife just asked him. So his email is next. So I received this email from Bill at therendezvousshow.com because his wife, listen to this, his wife asked him for an open marriage. And uh, she said to him that she was not happy with him for a while and she still wants to be married because of their kids, but she would like to start just dating other people too. Billy's super shocked, doesn't know what to do, and asked me, Simon, should I just let her date other men or not? That's a very, very deep question. If you're married or in a committed relationship and your partner asks you to open the relationship or the marriage, should you let that happen or not? My answer and advice next. What would you do if you've been married for a long time, you have kids together, and your partner just came to you and said, you know, I'm not so happy anymore romantically and I would like to open the marriage. Basically, I would like to date other people than you. What would you say? And that's why Bill sent me that email at therendezvousshow.com. Simon, should I let her, about his wife, date other men? And my answer is, it's so important to discuss why she's thinking like this, that before to decide whether yes or no, she should date or not date other men, you guys have to go to counseling, you have to go to couple therapy, and you have to try to fix this and not bring a third person if you're not comfortable with it. If you're okay with it, Bill, but you don't seem to be, then it's all good. Everybody dates, you open, you date, she dates. If you're not comfortable, don't lie, don't pretend, have a great conversation, but not just you and her alone, with a shrink in the middle. And that's my advice. I hope it helps. You call the next. Bonjour, Elisabeth. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Elisabeth. What's going on with your partner? Well, I'm in a tough situation right now. Um, last week, I invited my boyfriend to have dinner with my family, and I was mm -hmm. so excited. This was a time for us to all get to know each other really well because I'm really planning on marrying my boyfriend, you know, in the next year. And yep. the dinner started off really well. We were having a great conversation. My parents really loved speaking with him. But then at the end, you know, my mom asked my boyfriend what his financial situation was like. Um, she told him that she heard that he had student loans and that he had a lot of debt. And she was worried that he wouldn't be able to support me once we got married. And it just turned the conversation really awkward and uncomfortable because my boyfriend was put on the spot and he didn't really know how to answer her. Mm -hmm. And later that night when we got home, he got so angry at me. He blew up. He was yelling, asking me why I told my mom he had debt. And he told me that I had ruined his relationship with my parents because now he looks like a failure in their eyes. But mm. I was telling him back that, you know, we're, if we're going to get married, my parents need to know that he can take care of me and that he's secure. So that's why I told them about his financial situation. So right. I don't know who's right here. Can, what do you think, Simon? Okay, so I think that it's not you. You haven't done anything wrong by telling your parents. Your mom should have known better, and she should have said maybe we'll talk about that another day. We don't put somebody on the spot like this. I'm pretty mad at my mom for doing that, but my boyfriend is blaming me. He thinks it's, if yes. I didn't tell my mom, she would have never brought it up. Yes. So here's what you got to tell him. You got to say that you're very sorry indeed, but um, to not. Please not be mad at me for telling my mom because I tell my parents, you know, everything except private stuff. But 
How about I promise you from now on, I don't share any important information with your parents or mine. We both have to agree to it together. Okay. Yeah, I guess it would have been nice if I had told him beforehand that yes. you know, I let my mom know that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Thank you, Simon. You are welcome. Listen, we live and learn. And I don't want you to do like me. I want you to do better than me. So all my mistakes, don't do them. And so I think when we are about to get married, we have really have to understand our, our future husband or wives together. We are the center of a new you know, nuclear family, and we have to come first before our parents for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you. All right, Elizabeth. Good luck to you, and have a good night. Goodbye, Simon. Au revoir, Elizabeth. Talking about telling the parents, I just got an interesting Facebook message question from Michaela because uh, she's wondering to tell or not to tell her parents something about her love life. So her Facebook message is next. So I received an interesting Facebook message question at The Rendezvous Show from Michaela who goes, Bonjour Simon, my husband cheated on me and we are separated right now. But I haven't told my family because if they knew, they would hate him. But lately, they've been asking about him, and I don't want to lie. Should I tell them what happened or not? That's a good question, Michaela. Uh, if you have a situation where your partner has hurt you, cheated on you, did something really bad, should you tell your family or not? I'll tell you what I think next. What should you do if you're in Michaela's shoes because her husband cheated on her, they separated, and uh, she hasn't told her family yet? Because she knows she would, you know, they would hate him. So she's wondering, should I tell my family what happened or should I just lie? What do you recommend, Simon? Michaela, I think you should say not the whole thing. I think you should say something like, uh, if you're wondering, you know, where is my husband? Right now we're separated. We're dealing with some difficult problems. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work out or not yet. Um, and I just don't want to talk about it for now. So you don't lie. You just don't have to reveal everything. Because if things you know, get better and you decide to get back together, your family won't hate him. And if you don't get back together with him, then later on, when you guys are divorced, you can tell your family the whole truth. But there's nothing wrong by not telling the whole thing. That's not a lie. That's your right to keep privacy private. So that's my advice. You calls at next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Cathy. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Cathy. So you are uh, in possession of a romantic story, and you know that I need to hear a romantic story to have a good evening. So please, what happened with your husband? Well, my husband and I have been married 21 years, and it's kind of a miracle that we've been married 21 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting pregnant before we got married, and, oh, this made me cry. Uh, anyway... Um, we, and he travels a lot and, and he's not home a lot. And, and, uh, we recently just went to a wedding of his, uh, nephew and mm-hmm. the, the DJ at the, at the wedding was counting down people that have been married 50 years, 40 years, 30 years, 20 years. And he'd have those couples come out onto the dance floor. Um, that so one couple been married 56 years so they finally got to okay people have been married 20 years we finally got to go up there and just my love for my husband we've been quarantined together for like seven months it's the most time i've ever spent with him Mm. um ever 
in 21 years of marriage. Oh! And out there on the dance floor, mm-hmm. just my heart was just overflowing with the love that I had for this man and wow. how we've just stuck it out for 21 years, hoping to be that couple of 56 years of marriage. It was just, I'm, a, I'm as you can see, I cry all the time, but uh, it was just such a beautiful confirmation that anybody can overcome crazy obstacles in their marriage if they're willing to put yep. the time and sacrifice in for it and how much I love him. I love that. What a great story. Thank you so much, Kathy, for sharing. I played so much emotions and, and, and encouragement. So, you know, it's, it's a positive spin. So thank you so much and have a good night. Thank you. Now, coming up on a complete different vibe, I got a voicemail from Dina who has a question about married man. Uh, I'm not sure what this is about yet. So her voicemail is next. So remember that 24-7-365, you have a question, you have a doubt, you need my help, leave me a voicemail at 855-905-8255 and I'll get to it on the show. Just like for Dana's. Take a listen. Hi, Simon. My name is Dana. I'm just wondering if you could answer the question for me. Uh, Why do married men cheat? That is the question I have. If you could address that, why a married man cheats and um, talks about how much um, he loved his family and everything else, but yet he cheats. So if you would just answer that for me, I would appreciate it. And I love your show. It's very enlightening, and it makes us women a little bit smarter when it comes to men. But that's my question. Au revoir. Have a beautiful evening. Thank you, Dina, for the kind word for, for me and my show. Uh, why do married men cheat? My answer, next. So, Dina left me a voicemail with a very straightforward question. She said, Simon, please explain why married men cheat. Why do they cheat on their wife, even though they love their family or they say they do, but they cheat on their wife I want to know why. Well, Dina, it's a great question, so I'm going to be very straightforward. And this is not a defense of cheating. This is not a defense of cheaters. But this is the truth. Men who cheat on their wife, A, are wrong to do so. B, the reason men are wired on testosterone. They can separate any emotion with the ooh-la-la. And so they do that usually when they have lost the desire or you know there is too much unspoken or there is too much uh, history between them and the partner and they do the wrong thing they cheat but it's a mistake to cheat and i'm not in favor of cheating so i hope this is clear you call the next you have a question on your mind about your relationship you're feeling lonely don't call my show now 855-905-8255 bonjour eve Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Bonjour, Eve. What's going on? How can I help you? Well, um, I've been dating this guy. Uh, first, we we were virtually like talking online for six months, and then I moved. And um, I didn't move for him. I moved for work. But it happens mm-hmm. to be closer to him, so we started seeing each other in person. 
And we've, you know, done the ooh-la-la <laughs> a couple times. And, okay. Um, but the only thing that's happening now is that, like, he doesn't kiss me at all. So, like, I'm wondering mm. if I'm making a big deal out of that or not. And I'm just, like, wondering why he doesn't kiss me. So, so um, is that something that changed with the ooh-la-la? He never, he never kissed me. He's not a big kisser. This is what's confusing to me. Why is it confusing if he's never been kissing you really much? Why is it confusing? Um, I guess I just thought it would be different after we you know, did the ooh-la-la. <laughs> okay. All right, let me explain how it works so you see it's not against you. Uh, in the language of love, there's you know, five languages, and inside of them, there's also the distinction between you know, some people love to hug, some people love to kiss, some people love to caress, some people love to snuggle. We all have a different way to express our emotions, our feelings, our love, and our desire. It's just the way it is. So the fact that he never really was into kissing you from the get-go shows that this is not his way of, of, of expressing his emotion. He's maybe phobic to kissing. He's maybe, you know, it's not his thing. And Interesting. The fact that you've had ulala doesn't change that because that's a different form of, you know, getting together. So either you accept him as he is, and sometimes, if you want, you can kiss him a little bit. Why not? Don't be afraid. But you can't have him change by thinking, you know, his language of love is going to change because it's not going to happen. Interesting. And it's just like I had another caller a couple of shows ago who didn't understand why her partner, after the ulala, would not snuggle. But he was great and he had another way of expressing love through, you know, active services and stuff like that. So I said to her, I said, and the same to you. We are as we are. We have different way of loving, of expressing our emotions, our attraction, and everything else. And so really, Eve, the question for you is, do you see yourself staying with somebody who's not into kissing, uh, but because everything you know, else is great, or you yeah. think it's a deal breaker? I think I can accept him that way if I know that, oh, that's just not how he loves. He loves in a different okay. way. And, All right. Well, I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm going to go with the flow and see. Go with the flow. Easy breezy. As long as he's a good man, he makes you happy. Oh, he does. All right. Eve, thank you for your call. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thank you. Thank you so much. i got to ask you this question. It's been on my mind because of friends of mine. Did or did you ever feel pressured to get married? You know, by everybody around you and everything else like that? Let's talk about that next. Did or do you feel pressure to get married? You know, did you ever or do you still maybe feel pressure now to get married? Because that's something that I felt... Uh, even though I didn't get married yet, but neighbors, friends, like an expectation in life to be married. Is it a failure almost like, you know, if you're not married, oh, what's wrong with you? Where I don't see it like this. I see all about happiness, uh, not so much about marriage or not married. It's their own. Anyway, the poll shows something interesting. You voted on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. 64% of you said no, I don't feel pressure. I never felt pressure. And 36% of you said yes. I have felt pressure, I still feel pressure to get married. So that shows you how is reality around us. Thank you so much for voting, by the way. Merci beaucoup et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.